What is going on? This is Party Card Sports. It's your main man, Cody, sitting here with his boy, Nate. What's going on, everybody? Your boys are back at it again with another week of the sports. And we got something just a little bit new, because what happened yesterday, Thursday, opening day with the MLB. Opening Go Yankees. day. Go Red Sox. Yeah, they, they lost. Yeah, yeah, they did lose pretty bad, but then they, they also they came back. They didn't. Was, they didn't lose bad. It was it was nine to ten. Yeah, but it was like ten, it was like ten to three for oh. a while. Oh, was it? it I, either way, I just saw Aaron Judge got the very first home run of the year. First at bat, dead center. The man's going to go back to back AL MVP. Back to back sixty two. Is that what you're telling me right now? Sixty two. Sixty two home runs. Oh no, no, he's going to hit way more than sixty two home runs. Damn. All right. Gone. Over All right. 62. Hot take. Hot take right off the back. Over 62. No one on my team is going to do that. <laughs> Honestly, looked at the, the Red Sox roster. I never got any fucking name on the uh, roster at uh, all. The Our guy that didn't get to play yesterday, uh, Josh Turner, is still hurt, I believe. So Who? He's a good third baseman. Uh, and Devers, maybe. I know Devers. But yeah, it's a, it's a. I mean, I know the guys, but I also don't know the guys. I mean, it's, it's, it's been weird. A, it's been a while since we've really watched. I know it's been a while since I've watched baseball. I mean, religiously, like, have you watched baseball in the religiously? last Religiously, yeah, no. And you know why? Because it's been so slow. It's been so boring. And I think the MLB. It's like a four-hour watch every time you sit down. Not anymore. Not any. More. The MLB might have figured something out. Whether you love it, whether you hate it, there's not a lot of people in the middle. Either you either you think it's great for the game or you think it's bad for the game. The, uh, the I'm one of those clock. weird ones. I'm one of those weird ones about the pitch clock. How do you feel about I'm the pitch clock? I'm in the middle. I like stop, the fact that, stop. listen. You, you're I, not, you're I, not in the yeah, middle. Yeah, either listen, either listen, you love listen. it or you hate no, it. No, 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 no. Listen. Listen. Let me. I like the fact that now I can sit down and these guys aren't sitting here tapping their bat. Practice swinging, doing all this stuff. Unnecessary. Unnecessary. Agreed. I agree with all that. 100%. Now, I'm happy to also sit down and watch a baseball game within two, three hours now. It's like a football game. It's great. The it's only faster thing than a that game. I don't think. On average. That we are looking into is the real reason why the MLB wants to do this is not for us as fans, not to help us out, not to make the game any better, but to help themselves out their pocketbooks. They can sell more uh, ad space during, during the thing. They can jump in more games. They, they get more blocks. They don't have to pay the cable companies as much money. That's where I'm 50, 50 on. Cause I don't really think the MLB gives a damn about us or how long the game is. As long as they can still profit from it. No, I, I think they're doing I think they're doing what every other sport and every other industry is doing. We look at live golf. They have a shotgun start. It's constant action. It's not like when you're watching a PGA major or a, just a, the golf channel Ain't where it's just wrong. so slow. Ain't we look at the XFL, high tempo, more plays, more action, constant, constant, constant. Sooner, how's that debatable? I mean, they're running a play every 20 seconds, it seems like. Where, where in the NFL, you know, you get a play like every 30, 35 seconds. And I yes, feel like th- college that, football is still way faster than both of them. Well, that's because college football, in some cases, tend to run a lot more no huddle. And the NBA doesn't do this. No, no NBA one, is super long. No one cares about the NBA. 15-minute quarters. And, and what? 15-minute quarters. Who cares? 
So you said all industry. I don't, the MLB is the MLB. You could say is more popular than, or not MLB. The NBA is more popular than probably any sport besides the NFL. But if we if we look at the NBA and its counterpart, what what counterpart would you use other than the NCAA against the NBA? And the NCAA is only twenty minute halves. Yes, but and it, much faster. Exactly, it's quicker pace. It's action, action, action. Where in the NBA, I mean, it's action, but it's action on just offense, offense, offense. There's not no near as much defense compared to no the defense. NCAA. No defense, especially when it comes to the, March Madness. The defense died in the nineties. It turns out. Uh yeah, I I agree. I I like okay, so I like you know faster play. I don't want to see you sit here and practice swing. Uh, some of this I think they there's some tweaking they need to do. I saw this I, clip I, I earlier. So. I saw this clip earlier where a dude almost gets hit with some, it's a little bit of sweet chin music, and then instantly has to get right back in the box. I feel like it needs to calm down a little bit. Like hey, let that guy get his bearings, and then get back in the box. Something something needs to be like some addendum needs to be made. So. If you don't know, the pitch clock in the MLB, with there's, when there's no base runners, it's 15 seconds between pitches and 20 seconds if there's base runners. And then the batter has to be inside the box ready to swing at the eight-second mark, or it's an automatic strike. strike. If the pitcher does not pitch the ball within the 15 or 20-second time frame, I think, is it a balk or is it a ball? I the, think it's a ball. It's an automatic ball or a balk. If there's runners on base, I think it's a balk and the runners advance. Not 100% sure on that. I did not look into that. But either way, what what it's doing is that it's allowing pitchers, and we're going to talk about a guy, to kind of manipulate the batters and play mind games. Like a guy named Max Scherzer. You know, he he's an oldie but a goodie. Ball. So it's an automatic ball. Automatic ball. Okay. So Max Scherzer already just... Finding loopholes in this pitch clock. Just quick pitching some batters. As soon as they step in the box, he's in his windup and just throwing. The batter's not even ready at all. But as the rule says, as soon as the batter's both feet are in, the pitcher can throw any time. Or, or he's forcing a timeout by the batter. Right. And they only get one. Right. At a, so, in and at bat, yeah. So he'll force that timeout and then automatically start his pitching rotation faster than what he would usually do because he knows that that guy can't get either can't get ready in time and can't call a timeout at the same time and he's just throwing off everybody's momentum or mojo so which what, i don't mind that no i i, I like the that's game inside pitch, the game that's a new pitching game right and what i'm thinking of is more long term now that these games seem to be more sprints than they are marathons how many of these pitchers are going to be able to pitch that many consecutive pitches at a faster pace for 160 games? I mean, probably not many. Gr- granted, you know, pitchers, starting pitchers don't pitch all 160 yeah, games. It's, they, like they, a, it's like every fifth game. Or yeah. Something like every, that. every four or five games. There's, like a, on four, your rotation. there's a four to five man rotation. Right. And but, then obviously you have your, your uh, middle guys, your relief, relief, pitchers. relief pitchers, and then you got your. One closer, yeah, two closer. You're set up and closing pitchers. Yeah, so you have plenty of. Now, I don't think they'll be able to go as long. I think relief pitchers are going to be huge in the like middle, middle of the season, seven. So middle of the season for sure. So like before the the pitch clock, we start seeing the faster pace. You know, from a manager, when you have your starting pitcher, your aces, you want at least. Out of your ace, out of your number one, possibly your Five. number two. Oh, no, 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 no. Out of your ace, you want six. 
bare minimum, you want six. You really want them to go seven. But if you can get six out of them, you're happy. Now, I think you're happy if you can get five, especially middle to late season, period. Four, take it or leave it. <laughs> Stop. Dude, if I have a starting pitcher and he's only getting four innings. Yeah, he's bum. Yeah, he's a bum. He's a relief no, pitcher. No, get him out so, of the rotation. So you say that, you say that, but you've also seen in the past few years uh, an increasing amount of rotating pitchers during games, too. There's a big, there's a bunch of teams that buy into huge rotation in pitchers, even if they do have a starter. I think that more comes up from the matchups. Yeah, probably. But I think with the new way that the pitch clock is and having to throw more pitches in concession with back to back to back to back, instead of just taking a breath, you know, you got 45 seconds to catch your breath. I think some of those lefty versus righty matchups, you're going to see kind of disappear. Yeah. Because they're just like, oh, it's just another at-bat, you know, next man up. Yeah, yeah. So they they took they they might be minimizing that, but also there's a new mental game involved in it. But also, uh, I think it's a big one up to the pitchers. Maybe maybe you're gonna get less runs, but you didn't see that really in opening day. But I, I think you're gonna get more runs. Yeah, I, that's what we saw. I was thinking before the season started, uh, it's not gonna be as many runs. People are gonna be off timing, all this other stuff. No, no, there was a ton of runs scored. Just like we just talked about the, the Boston. Game that we just talked ten to nine. Ten to nine. And I think I don't quote me on this, but I think I found I think I saw something earlier. There were twenty one stolen bases in day one. Why? Because you can only disengage from the mound twice, which means a pitcher can only do a pickoff move twice. And if on the third time he doesn't pick the guy off, they got the runner out on first or second base or whatever base he's trying to pick off automatically advances. So now, as a base runner, you know if he's trying to pick you off twice or already disengaged twice, he has to. He's most likely going to go to home plate. He has to go towards the plate. Now you can take a bigger lead and st- still a base. I think it was ninety three percent conversion or something like that in day one. Yeah, I saw a lot of highlights actually of stolen bases yesterday, so I I can concur. There was a ton of stolen bases, and I just made sure that we weren't blowing smoke. I just went and looked at the stats from yesterday. There's a ton of games with double digit total scoring yeah i mean there, there's it's gonna be an exciting year for sure you know what's gonna halter this exciting year just a little bit i have a feeling you're about to tell me fucking umpires man i don't know if you've been following it much lately but there's so far there's already been two umpires that have stepped out of line and pissed me off i mean relax it was just spring ball relax pissed me off you know what I'm tired of these big old belly dudes coming in here, old timers. And one of those guys were, you know, smaller. Whatever. And, and I'm tired of them having short tempers and being little babies. This dude freaking pit was pitching. Obviously, they're doing the sticky freaking Stick tar test. They have to freaking basically strip down on the dang field for these umpires to check their buttholes or whatever. But wow. That these this pitcher was going from the mound. He's he's heading into the dugout, and the umpire's like, "Hey, hey, I need your whatever." And he takes off his takes off his hat, takes off his glove, puts it on the the fence for the dugout. Continues to keep walking. Umpire's like, "I need your belt." He takes off his belt and gingerly tosses it up towards the umpire. The umpire, obviously not athletic, that's why he's an umpire, <laughs> misses it, goes right next to him. 
instantly throws the guy out. He doesn't even look up or anything. He just instantly... Toss he's him. still looking down at his glove, I believe, and he just gives him the hook. Like, yeah, you're gone. Yeah. Nonchalantly. That's ridiculous. Gives him the hook. That's ridiculous. And and he's the, the pitcher's like, what, what did I do? I gave you what you needed. And uh, to top it all off, the reason why he was in such a hurry and was trying to get back in the dugout is because between innings... He was trying to go back to the medical room Try to get, get some sh- treatment to get some treatment right. before he went back out. So the umpire was just being a dick. I don't. That one is kind of touchy filly, but it's the the second example that you have. Go ahead and talk about that one. This okay. is the one that gets okay. Me. So the ball goes past right. The, the catcher doesn't even look back. Catcher just gingerly doesn't look. Puts up his glove like here. Hand me the ball. Right behind, behind him, behind reaching his towards back, the end. Yeah, re- it doesn't quite come as fast as you'd think. And so he mo- he's probably thinking in his head, like, oh, the umpire's just going to throw the ball back. Like he did the pitch exactly. before. Exactly. And so he moves his glove, and the ump tosses it straight on the ground. And before saying a single word, and the catcher doesn't even turn around, you're out of here. Give him the hook. I'm like, what is wrong with you? You I- got butt hurt because you dropped the ball on the ground? I thought Jerry West had a quick hook, but these two guys, I mean, instant, just, you're gone. I mean, I don't know if it's this new age of umps and, you know, you and I are getting older. Maybe these guys are getting up there and, you know, towards our age and they're softer than fucking wet bread. Wet bread. And they're just, my feelings are hurt. Get out of here. Yeah. And they're like, the. this is why I have a problem. I don't like zebras in most sports. At all. But these guys are bad. But this is like the worst. I, I think umpires have gotten generally worse consistently. And I don't get it. I don't get it. How can we be allowed to just toss some guy minutes, innings into a game and be wrong about it? Just for dropping a ball. Yeah. Yeah. It's so dumb. It's I, egregious. It's egregious. I think it's, like I said, I believe both no- of those were in spring ball. I don't think we're going to have that to that extent in the regular season. Maybe here in the first couple weeks, but I think the MLB is going to be on these umps like, hey, none of this stupid-ass fucking shit, okay? But the, there's no penalty towards them either. Like They can make a stupid call like that, and there's nothing the MLB ever does. They can't They they can't find them. There's no like, hey, you get... You have to be off for a game or what? There's nothing like that. So how, they, do you, how do you know that? Because I, I just watch... What? There's nothing on Twitter. There's no statements released. There's nothing. They don't get penalized at all. Well, we're going to have to watch and see that happen. Well, it's the same thing with all ever leagues. If you start punishing your umpires, your referees, your whatever, that is showing players, fans, and whoever else that you also don't have trust in your officiating. Fuck the officials. So... Then they can be more problems, more people arguing, yada 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 yada. That's the that's what the leagues feel like, in my opinion. I don't, I don't know about that. I I get where that's why organizations like the NFL, MLB, NBA don't really call out their officials, especially during season or during you know maybe a, a trip like in MLB. You know, you pretty much have the same officiating crew. For that four-game stint or that three-game stint. I mean, they, they rotate between being the home plate blue, you know, first, third base, umpire, yada, yada, yada. 
But I do, I don't know. I just, I feel that the MLB has a certain higher standard than the NFL. And I think that the MLB umpires will get it fixed. Uh Uh-huh. I'm sure they will. I mean, there's always going to be calls that no one agrees with. Bunch of big babies. I don't think there's going to be no fucking quick hooks for dropping a fucking ball. I think the belt one's almost worse. No, nah, the the ball one is way worse because the 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 pitch before the catcher reaches back for the ball and watches the ump throw it back to the pitcher. So he's like, okay, you know what? Very next time the ball goes by, the catcher turns around or I guess doesn't turn around, reaches glove back, ball's not there. So he's like, oh, he's just gonna throw it back. Next thing you know, the catcher's getting the fucking hook. Like for really? no reason. Really, you're gonna fucking give me the hook for that? Yeah. But that's just something that I saw that was like this past week where I was like, that is just absolutely stupid. And that's some crap that you only see in MLB with those type of umpires. Once again, spring training, relax. It was an opening day when that happened. Did you see the umpires that uh, left the game and just said, yeah, we're good. The game's over. Oh, that was that was in spring ball. Yeah. So what? A spring ball. They couldn't they couldn't stick around to to. Umpire the last like one half, inning, half inning. Yeah, what's wrong with them? They have a dinner reservation. I mean, you know, it's spring ball. Who cares? They're ready to get the fuck out of there, just like anyone else. Last thing on the MLB, pitch calm. You like it or you don't? It takes away from a good catcher. No, I, I love pitch calm. I think it's great. Listen, listen, you're gonna you're gonna say that because you pitched a little bit back in the day. I mean, but I'm telling you, like. There's something just good about a good catcher that just he knows what you what's what's good that day. He's warmed you up in the bullpen. He knows what's what's hitting, what's not hitting. He knows he know he. You remember how we were talking about how in golf they have their little caddy books and everything. Right. Yeah. That catcher usually has a little little catcher book or something. A little something a little notes something, on something. each batter. He knows what's hot, what's not, and that's what. We need catchers are super super important, and to give a hot head pitcher because pitchers are mostly fucking hot heads, the option just to be like I'm calling my own shit today. You do realize that pitch calm can also be on a catcher's wrist. Yeah. Too. yeah, yeah. Okay. No, no, no. I yeah, I okay. got that. Okay. All right. Just making sure but you know mostly that. Mostly, it's for the pitcher. No. Yeah. Not. I would say there's way more catchers that still have pitch calm than the than the pitchers. I can't do. remember where I saw it, but I remember that one guy was calling his own pitches. Max Scherzer. And then yeah. the the guy comes out of the bullpen, comes out of the, uh, gosh dang it, why can't I, uh, the, not the, what the freak is the bench called in the baseball? The dugout God, comes out of the while. dugout, comes out of the dugout, and he's like, give me that, give me that, gets the pitch comp, and then walks it over to the catcher, the catcher and hands like, the yeah, catcher. Nah. We're, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. I don't know. It just, I know it can go both ways, but a lot of that stuff is to the pitcher. I like pitch calm. It helps speed up the game, and there's less of, you know, throwing out hand signals and then shaking them off and this and that. It's, look, this is the pitch, and this is what it's going to be, and we're going to go with it right now because we only have 15 seconds. For sure. So that wraps up MLB. I'm sure we might touch on it a little bit later in the year as the season starts kind of get rolling. You know, they have 162 freaking games. But something that's wrapping up this weekend the big, the big dance, the NCAA men's basketball tournament is wrapping up this weekend. This Saturday, we have the Final Four, and then Monday, we have the Finals. 
the final four are set with number nine seed, Florida Atlantic versus San Diego State at number five seed. And then on the other side of the bracket, we have another number five seed, Miami versus a four seed, UConn. Both Best all, game. All four of those teams, you know, I'm just going to touch back about uh, around the Sweet 16 Elite Eight. Um, uh, I completely shit the bed on my bracket. I, only think, I don't think anyone did I, well on their bracket. I uh, I, have a, I did not have either one of these four teams. To have to have two fives, a nine, and a four in Bonkers. the final four, I don't think anyone did well on their bracket this year. Uh, especially to have FAU. Yeah. I uh, wasn't expecting that. To, there is a guy I saw on TikTok or something, maybe it was on another podcast, that said, watch out for San Diego State, like, way in advance. That's that was the only time I ever heard, and that was obviously, like, six months later when I heard the, the, the shout-out. But that's it. Like, I, I mean, I kind of thought Miami was decent going in. I thought UConn was trash all year because they didn't play to their standard, it, typically. For being a UConn team, yeah, yeah for sure. And so I didn't expect them to make it back this year, but I would say all these teams are a upset Cinderella type team. I would say FAU and San Diego State for sure, but Miami and UConn, those are two, I mean, what we would say blue chip basketball programs. Has it been a while since Miami's been there? Absolutely. Uh, but UConn has been up there UConn for a number for sure. of years. I, I don't know if I'd lump Miami into blue chip. I I would say Miami is a blue chip basketball program. I think you got to have some blue to be a chip. No, stop. <laughs> because, I mean, Miami's still a good ball program. So, with that matchup. That's a good matchup. We That's have, a damn good matchup. So you, who do you take that matchup? Between who? Miami and UConn? Yeah. You take a, that matchup? That's a good matchup. Damn good matchup. Damn good matchup. So, with those matchups, who do you have winning FAU or San Diego State? FAU. Okay. <laughs> I also have San Diego State win that or FAU win in that yeah. game. The Owls. They've played really good ball. They've done all the little things right. Yeah. They've been very efficient on offense. They've out rebounded most of their opponents. No silly fouls. Good shot selection. And just they make every possession count. And I watched San Diego State when they played Kansas State. Mm-hmm. And Kansas State made made bad move after bad move to the inside to get literally shot blocked like crazy by that one tall dude. I don't even know. I don't know his name. Uh, Maxis or Doug. I don't remember. But the dude blocked like 20 shots. I remember it clearly. When did San Diego State play Kansas State? Wasn't that San Diego State played Kansas State? FAU played Kansas State in the Elite Eight. Is that who I'm thinking of? Yeah. Was that the guy that was we, blocking all them shots? No, that was, another, that was another game in the Elite Eight. Okay. Well, maybe on my brain's all... Discombobulated so, a little bit. We go to the next matchup. Miami versus UConn. Gonna be a fantastic game. It's gonna be a close game. Who do you got winning that Miami. game? Miami. I've got UConn winning. I bet that you game. do. I've got UConn. Because here's why. UConn, their first round play a 13 seed, right? You know, they're supposed to win. They win by 24 points. Their next game. In the round of 32, play a five seed. St. Mary's solid ball program. Win by 15 points. Then they play Arkansas. You know, they kind of blew their wad against KU. And they beat that ass by 23 points. Then they played a really good Gonzaga team. And beat that ass by 18 points. 
Miami, yes. They played a good Texas team and beat them by, like, what, seven points, something like seven. that? Seven. Before that, they had another close game. Houston. But, yeah, but... Wasn't but, close. Oh, no, they they ran Houston. 14. What, what I would say about Miami, when they played Texas and they beat Texas, they weren't shooting the ball great at all. They act, Texas actually outshot them, I believe, field goal percentage and three-point percentage. The only reason why Miami won is because they shot like 87% from the free throw line, and they had 32 free throw attempts, something like that. So yep. Miami, Miami is good. Don't get me wrong, but I think UConn is just at that level right now, just blowing teams out. 32 to 15 in that Texas game. For what? 32 attempts by Miami, 15 attempts by Texas. Oh, from the free throw line? Yes. Yeah. I mean, Miami. But also, they shot 59.2% from field goal. Compared to Texas? 50. Okay, so they did outshoot them from from field goal, but from three-point, they were only like, what, like? 25. Yeah. They didn't shoot that many. Two for eight. Yeah. And then. Where Texas went 10 for 25. Which is solid for a Texas team because they rely more on their defense and they outshot them from the three. But Miami just Miami did what they were supposed to. They drove the ball and got into the lane and just made it or got fouled. And when they got fouled, they made their shots. Also, why I think UConn is going to beat Miami and eventually win the tournament. I got UConn now winning. I'm sticking with. You're going to probably pick FAU Miami. FAU Miami. And then I'm probably going to say Miami. Okay. So basically we're saying the winner of the Miami game, Miami versus UConn is going to win the ship. Unless, unless it's UConn versus FAU and then I'll pick FAU. No. Out of the matchup. I I personally still, in my head, I still personally believe UConn's not that good of a team. UConn's not that good of a team after I just... Named out how many points they beat these teams by. Let me tell yep. you another reason why UConn is probably going to win the ship. Hey, man, stats are all good and fun and, until something that you said a couple podcasts ago. Who you hit in the mouth? Everyone's got a plan until you get smacked in the exactly. mouth. Exactly. Stats are all fun and games to get smacked in the mouth. Yeah, and you know what? Your, Texas your, statistically, your starting five is only good until they foul out. Yeah, because Texas statistically was the best team left, and then Miami punched them in the mouth. So, anyways, as I was saying, you got a plan with your five starters. UConn, their five starters average about 26 minutes a game. Their next four off the bench. Their next four off the bench average over 13 minutes a game. They got they are nine guys deep in playing time. Look at any of those other rosters. They're not nine guys deep in playing time. And especially here in the ship. Those guys are going to shit down their fucking leg if they got to get in there and make a play because their front, their starting five fouls out. Their starting five is not going to foul out, first of all. That barely ever happens. Second of all. Really? Tell that to Texas, who gave Miami 32 free throw attempts. And not all their starters fouled out. Not, I'm not saying all their starters foul out. That's what you're saying. I'm just saying when you have... Two starters foul out. Now you got to start digging on the bench. UConn's like, all right, next man up. We got four guys deep. I'm just saying, you said all these impressive wins about your team, UConn, but then completely neglected to also give props to who Miami beat. I mean, yeah, they beat they beat an overrated one Texas. seed. They they did beat a good beat Texas Houston. team. Houston, an overrated they beat Houston, Indiana. 
which was okay. I mean, we could say Indiana's like Arkansas. You know, they were kind of just there. They blew their wad to get there, and they got shit on. They were a number four seed. They were an overrated four seed. Oh gosh, here we go. So you, so all the teams that Miami beat were overrated good teams. No, no. I mean, that, Texas was a good that team. UConn played it was just good. I mean, Texas was a good team, and Texas played them close. But Gonzaga, a good team, not overrated at all, and, and UConn beat that debatable. ass. Beat them like a Cherokee and drum. The only reason Arkansas was even there is because Bill Self wasn't coaching. Well, I mean, yeah, potato, potato. Now, I, oh, I think we, reason, I think we would agree on that. Yeah, going back a little bit to the other game, FAU. The reason why I got confused and thought it was San Diego that was shooting is because FAU wore red jerseys in that K State game. Yeah, they did. I, I already looked at it. They definitely wore red jerseys. I thought they were wearing those navy blue ones. Nope, red jerseys. Yeah, I don't know. I just know K State kind of shit the and bed, and that, I, I was a little pissed uh, pissed off of that. Their center had five shot blocks. And I swear there was more because I watched the game. We barely got home in time to finish that game. I watched the last part of that game, and that dude blocked like everything. Yeah, Kansas State couldn't make a shot in the last seven minutes to save their fucking life. It, it was actually quite embarrassing. It turned out to be a very bad year to be a Big 12 fan because Texas but, let us down, Kansas State let us down. I will say this, though. San Diego, is, San Diego State's defense... Was good. Has been playing really well. Yeah, they've been playing really locked down defense, and I think if if they had to get in the shootout against FAU, I think FAU is going to win that. But if they can keep it slow and you know controlled ball, I think San Diego State, you know, has a better chance. And I said that against Tech for Texas, and I said that against Kansas State. But what happened? They got in the shootouts against two teams that outshot. Well, I guess Miami didn't really outshoot them; they just won on the free throw line. But FAU outshot Kansas State that whole game, and that's why they end up winning. Do you realize that during this entire tournament, San Diego State has only allowed 60 points to one team? Who was that? Alabama, which was the number one rated offense in the entire NCAA. And they're, they're overrated. That was yeah, probably one of the but, more overrated What I'm teams. saying is, is their defense is so good that they've only allowed 60 points to the number one consistent Number one consensus offense in the NCAA. So are you going to change your pick and say San Diego State's going to beat I'm being, I'm being a little tempted. I might dabble. I might dabble over there. I'm going to go ahead and lean on the philosophy of the NFL. And right here, defense wins games, but offense wins ships. But here's and the thing. And offense is going to win this ship. Here's the thing, though. This would be the first time a nine seed would ever make it to the, finals. the finals. Well, this was the first year that... No one seed ever made it to the lead eight. And this is the this would be the first time a nine seed made it into the final four. I did not know that. Yeah, because it's only been an eight seed before then. Well, you learn something new every day, folks. First time a nine seed made it to the final four. So they would have to defy all odds and be up on San Diego State, which has not given up more than 60 points one time. And then beat a very good Miami or UConn team. Which also has a very electric offense. Mm, way, way see, more offense. What I'm thinking is, is this, this uh, tomorrow's game, early game, which is FAU versus San Diego State, is going to be like a 60 to 50 something game. Real low scoring, can, you know, I'm putting quotation marks right. around the low scoring type thing ordeal. Real back and forth defensive kind of battle thing. 
So you think 65 points wins that game? I would not doubt it at all. Because I don't think San Diego State's not known for super scoring. and But FAU's offense is electric. But San Diego State's defense, defense is, is good. Really solid. So, yeah, I think 65 points could win that game. On the other hand, Miami, the late night game, that could be 80, 80, 80 90 points. I don't think it gets to 100. I don't uh, think it gets to 90. I, I'm thinking I mean, you, you might know. touch this 80. Game, this game could go triple overtime. I think this game... That game is going to probably be one for the ages. Yeah. That, this, I really do th- the I think. Hammer over. For sure. Depending, depending what it is, absolutely. If the over is, if the over under set at 145, 150, if it was at 145, take the over. If it's at 150, uh, probably still taking the over. Anything more than 150? Let me get this. Let eh, me get this. It's probably. at 149 at a minus 110. It's at 149. Taking the over. I'm taking the over. 155, I'm probably taking the under. In fact, I'm taking you know what? No. I you know I was kind of getting tempted to take San Diego State. You know what? I'm taking both dogs tomorrow. FAU and Miami. I'm taking FAU and Miami. Take both the dogs. Let the dogs out. They got that dog in them. I'm I'm not, even, the I'm not even saying Miami is a, is a dog. I mean, it's a taking five four dogs. seed matchup. It's not an They're underdog. Plus 205. What what's the spread? The spread is at uh, five and a half. Oh, so it's position and a half. Yeah. No, nah, uh, it's gonna be a good game. I I think we're in agreement though. The winner of that game, I think so, mostly wins the ship. I think so, and unless it's UConn, and then I think they might lose to FAU. Well, if it, what if it's UConn versus San Diego <laughs> then State? UConn wins. So you don't think UConn w- can win it against in a shootout versus I FAU? Think, I think Miami can beat both teams on the other side. I think UConn can beat San Diego State. <laughs> you don't think UConn can win in a shootout against Florida Atlantic? Nah, man. Then that that that's that nine seed dog. Dogs. All right, I've had enough of your fucking. There's, an, there's a out dog in that owl, man. There's a dog in that owl. Stop. Stop. I think, needless to say, it's been it's been a very fun ride and a good time surprising watching surprising ride yeah for the ncaa march I mean, madness tournament for we're sure. both we're both huge big 12 guys and the big 12 super disappointed so i mean besides i guess i i think texas you have to say disappointed i everybody disappointed kansas state i think no had a surprising year in general i don't want excuses i want fucking results and you know what no ship out of the big 12 it's fucking disappointing it's fucking embarrassing yeah, man, Big Twelve, big disappointment. All all smaller schools had big runs this year. Like like we said, FAU and San Diego State. Who would have expected that? One guy on Twitter, I guess. I think I read somewhere. I don't remember if San Diego State or FAU. I think it was FAU. But apparently, LeBron James had ten different brackets. I had FAU in the Final Four, allegedly. I wonder who told him about that because hmm. he didn't know. The report or the article that I read. Yeah, said yeah, 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 yeah. He ESPN just had a hunch. ESPN fluff pieces. <laughs> I don't care. Hey, you know, I just saw it. I'm just saying. Yeah, and our president, that's what I read. our president also had a hunch too, but that was quickly with Arizona. Yeah, Arizona. Yeah, they were doomed from the start. So I, I think we're in agreement. You say you got my, you say you got Miami. Miami. I got UConn winning it all. We'll figure out Monday night who takes it down. One of us has to be right this time. Or 
we're both going to be wrong again like we were pretty much every single fucking week, it felt like. But anyways, back on to the bread and butter of party card sports, and that's the NFL. Sadly, you know, most of the big names, we kind of touched on it last week, most of the big names are already kind of off the board for free agency. Yeah, you got people like... Oh, what's his dick? That's that's a trade. OBJ. That's the douche canoe I'm thinking of. OBJ. No one really gives a fuck. He wants twenty million. D Hop's a trade. It's not really free agency. That's what when we're talking about big names though. But I mean, I'm talking about King Henry. Turns out the Titans did come out this week and say King Henry is no longer on the block. Period. Because they weren't getting offered crap for him. Allegedly, he was never on the block. Okay, is, is what the article kind of said, and I'm like, how, how, stop. Either he was or he wasn't. He wasn't. I, I I think he was on the block, and they're just like, okay, we're gonna take him back. You you can't trade Derrick Henry. He he's the heart and soul of that team. He's I mean, the only good thing about that team. They they have to have Derrick Henry to set up any sort of pass. They game. have to have they have to have Derrick Henry to have at bare minimum six wins. If they didn't have Derrick Henry, I put them at like a two win team. Both wins against the Colts, for sure. I think the Colts beat him with Gardner Minshew at the helm. Stop. I, stop. Gardner Minshew at the fucking helm. Well, we all know he's not going to be at the helm. I'm sure we'll touch on that a little later, but yeah, I'm give, sure he give won't it three be at weeks the helm. Until after the draft. So anyways, th- there wasn't a lot of big names that came off the board this week for free agency. We got Irv Smith that signed with the Bengals to replace Hayden Hurst. You know, a solid I've, tight end. I mean, he's I've not- already posted about this. With like, like, it, okay. like you said, he could have went or Dalton Schultz could have went, went to the Bengals. Oh, yeah. And instead, the Bengals chose to give it to Irving Smith and or Irv, Irv Smith, Smith Jr. It's the same thing. Same name. But I think they got less talent for the exact same ish contract. I didn't see the contract posted. I don't think they were. I didn't see where it actually posted the contract in the terms. Oh, I thought I thought it was a one-year deal for somewhere around six, seven million. I did not see that when I was doing my research. I, I just, will look it I up. I just saw that it, I will look that it, it was up, a but, deal uh, with Irvin. I'll look it up, but like I said, I think they got way less with him than they would have if they would have got Don Schultz, Schultz. For sure. Yeah. I mean, Don Schultz. Or Johnny. Johnny was on the on the board yeah, too. Johnny's too old. Uh I I think the way that the Bengals want to run their tight end, you know, Irvin Smith or Irv Smith is just a better pick, especially over Gianu. Finding it over there. I'm not finding that exact contract details yet. Like I said, I didn't see it posted anywhere. I didn't see that it was released yet. I think they're still working out the actual cross the T's I'm, dot I'm, the I'm, I's. I'm ninety percent sure it was a one year deal though. So other- oh, okay. It was, it, was, it was significantly smaller, but the impact that you would get from Adalton Schultz is way higher for $8 million compared to getting Irv Smith, which isn't going to be as impactful for two. So they got Irv Smith one year, two mil. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Incentive of two. Two plus incentives or up to two million with incentives? As much as two million. So as one point seven five million for has to be paid. So one point seven one point seven five for one year up to two yes. million with incentives. Okay. But still that's okay. That's what he's worth, in my opinion. That's his athleticism. Yeah. That's yeah. his 
his uh, statistics, that's him. Especially when Dolt Schultz but, only accepts an $8 million contract. But you're not going to get a high ceiling from him. No. But I think... I, I, I think you could have bad play out of him, too. I don't I don't think he's any better than what they already had. Hayden I mean, Hurst is what they already had. Yeah, Hayden Hurst... But he was Hayden old. Hurst is way better. But he's old. Stop. Hayden Hurst is way better than this guy. And then... This guy did... This guy was on the Vikings for four years, right? And basically lost out two of those years to Kyle Rudolph, which was old as balls and still was better than this guy. And you're telling me that Hayden Hurst wasn't better than him? Hayden Hurst won too much money. Anyway, they could have paid paid a little, a little extra and gotten a premier tight end. You know what they got instead? Orlando Brown. Turns out it's pretty important to protect your fucking franchise quarterback. That's true. That yeah. is very true. Yeah. And he was expensive. Yeah. He was that's not, not cheap. A bad, that's not a bad signing. I think, Except I th- for the I fact think it's a good trade. We talked about this last week. They spent like 300 to $300 million on their line. So. Yeah. He better not even get sneezed on, Joe Burrow. Yeah. For sure. Uh, let's go on to the next signing of the week. Calais Campbell. Oldie but goodie. Signs with the Falcons. You know, I would have thought Calais Campbell would have signed with... You know, a championship contender as old as he is. I think he's pushing like 35, 36 or something like that. Maybe he just doesn't care. I did not see what, once again, I, I didn't see that the, the details of his contract were released. 36. He's 36. He's 36. Yeah, that, okay. But I, I didn't see how much money his contract was worth or anything. I didn't think it was released yet. I don't I don't think so, but I, I just don't think he cares about a Super Bowl. And you, th- you just think he wants to play ball? I think he just wants money point yeah he's done it, it depends I, I don't know how much money you got i don't either but the reason why i say this is because he he's played for <laughs> he's played for the jags back when they're bad and he, play, he, he played for the cardinals when he was drafted and was in the super bowl in 2009 yes yeah, yeah. where they lost but, to i believe the from, steelers i'm talking about this last couple years right yeah where he the was jags when they're bad and then he also played for the ravens which have been bad when he was also a pro bowler for sure Maybe he's just, maybe he's just I, I've, I've I've played my game. I just want my money, and I'm done. Then this team, the Falcons, were willing to give it to him. Give it to him. I don't, which makes some sense for them. Yeah, because I, I didn't think they had that much cap room. I I don't know. I don't see. I don't follow the Falcons because they're just insignificant. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I mean, since, since the they don't the, have a, the Super Bowl blow up, yeah, they've been. They like don't you said, have a quarterback, in my opinion. Desmond Ritter, yeah, no, is, is their new starter. That's their guy. They're out okay. of the. They're they are out of the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes. They've and, already come out and said Ritter's Mariota's their guy. Left, so they can't start him anymore. Yeah, he's so with Desmond the Ritter, Eagles. Desmond Ritter at this point is going to be their starter. They don't know what to do with Cordell Patterson anymore. They they had it figured out. They messed that up. Yeah. Then then they got this guy uh, Algier in the back. You don't even know what he's good for. I don't. I think their line is halfway. Out the door and fucking turn to dust. No, their wide receiving cores, nothing. Just a skeleton crew, bunch and of scrubs. Same with, same with their defense, skeleton crew. I, I don't know. I, I mean, they're better now with Clayus Campbell, I guess. I mean, you, you talk about we've talked about the Colts and the rebuilding process, but it seems like the Falcons have been rebuilding for a while since the twenty-eight to three. Yeah, the, yeah. the blow up, and they haven't done jack fucking shit. To better themselves as an organization, other than apparently this Clarius Campbell signing. No, I, I 
this is a full rebuild. I don't. Clarence Campbell has to be in for the money at this point because why not go to some other team that needs defensive that, tackle help? That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. You know, when I go almost anywhere help. else. Anyway, another signing. Old Bobby Wagner. Yeah, this sucks. Goes home to Seattle. One year, five and a half mil. What a lame choice. Why? He goes back home. Freaking bum. I mean, he's not going to win a ship there. Ain't going to win nothing. But he did get paid. Five and a half mil for an old guy like Bobby? I'd have paid him eight. Who? The Cowboys? Yeah, I would have. I mean, it would have been a good pickup, but the Cowboys really already had a good, solid free agency. Yep, and this would have made it that much better. I'm kind. Of, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Listen, Linda. It's not necessarily the fact that it was he got signed by somebody else because he could have got signed by anybody. But he went to back to a team that said we good. They couldn't pay him. He said we good, and he's like, I want to come back. He put out his bull. He put out his bull and said, Master, can I have? Oh. Not like that. Do not take it. I did not mean it like that. He said, please, sir, may I have some more? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. I didn't mean it like that. That was bad. That was bad. Gotta get canceled already. That's not, not what not I meant. Even like, I, was, I, was quoting a bo- I was quoting a book. Please, sir, may I have some more? Exactly. You get what I'm saying. That's what I was saying. I don't know. Uh Bobby, he's, he's he's literally going back to an organization that said, "We good, we don't need you no more. You're old, bye." He has a chance to be on a contender team in LA. LA. They turn out to not be a contender, and then he comes back for for seconds of a team that said goodbye. What are you talking about? He won a ship with them two years ago. Was he on the team when they won that championship? Yeah, I believe so. No, okay. Well, they, see, he got a ship, and now he's coming back for for sloppy seconds. What is this? I, I think just a retire. Why not get another chip? With who? The boys. Maybe he doesn't want to play for okay, the boys. Okay, and if not the boys, uh, he could play a lot of places that need a linebacker. He, Philly needed a linebacker. The way the game is going, though, middle linebackers are almost becoming irrelevant. I mean, yes, I think we can agree that Bobby Wagner is extremely athletic for an inside linebacker and a solid coverage player for an inside linebacker. But he's getting old. He's lost a step or two. He can't cover some of these tight ends like Travis Kelsey and the Kittles and, and the Wallers. I don't think anybody ever expected him to cover those guys. Who else is going to cover him? A nickel when guy. They, he's too small. Nah. You you put a nickel against any any of those guys, they're just going to throw it over the top. It'll be fine. But you put someone that's physical like a Bobby Wagner, a Micah Parsons. If I would take Micah, Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons is... is not anymore he's because, great, but he's not super. Uh, he's not like super pass protector. Not anymore. But when he was in college, yeah, he played pretty decent zone coverage. Sure. But now that they've turned I'll take him more him off into the edge any day, of the yeah. Week. Now that he's more of an edge rusher, he's probably lost that. Well, what that about instinct. Darius Leonard? Isn't that your guys' starting linebacker? Yeah, I mean he's okay, but he's he's not a he's not a guy like that. But he's still considered one of the best linebackers in the over, league. Overall linebackers for sure. But as for the coverage guy that Bobby Wagner was when he was younger and when he first came in the league with Seattle with the Legion of Boom, I think I completely think, different linebacker. I think Bobby Wagner still got that Pro Bowler in him. No, I, I don't think so. I think I think and he's going to play this and contract out. His and he's last probably his his probably last good season in his, Seattle. His last good season's already come and gone. In his last good season in Seattle is just abysmal because Seattle. I'll, I'll tell you what. 
Seattle was a was just one of those drop in the buckets last year. It happened. That 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 happened. It was great, and that's it. That's not gonna happen again. Not this gonna year. happen again. It it's not. Gino had his had his one good year, his outlier, and he's done. So to, for Babby to go there to just be a loser again, that sucks. Like I said, I think Bobby's going there just to kind of play his last year, get a little bit of money, and then retire. That's so lame. There's a lot of team. There's a lot of players that go back and then retire. Be, be a competitor. Nah, I mean, I would much rather see someone go back and be a competitor. All right, who's your last guy? The last guy, Terrell Edmonds, safety gets signed to the Eagles. The Eagles replace Gardner Johnson with Terrell Edmonds, one year. One million dollars. Cheap AF. Cheap as fuck. I mean, he is cheap. What what Terrell Edmonds doesn't bring to the table that Gardner Johnson did? Gardner Johnson created turnovers. Terrell Edmonds, not so much a guy that's gonna create turnovers for you, but he is really I mean, good. He's really good in run support. And when you're the Eagles that play against Saquon Barkley, you're the Eagles that play against the Cowboys, even though they don't have uh Elliott. They're still going to rely a little bit on their they run are, game. Yeah, they have said that that they so, are going to run the ball. Terrell Edmonds is still going to be a very vital piece to that defense and being a run support safety when they play two games against the or two games against the Cowboys, two games against the Giants. I I think it's a decent signing, especially as cheap as they got them. They needed a safety. I think it was a solid signing. He did get five interceptions, I believe, last year. Is that what I just saw? So that's not terrible from a safety position. That's actually pretty good, I believe, if this would pop up. Mm-hmm. His interceptions last year was zero. So that must have been for his career. His mm-hmm. interception career is five. So in five seasons, he had five interceptions. I'm saying he's not a guy that's going to force turnovers for you. But like you said. He gets downhill and he makes tackles. Yeah. That is for sure. Yeah. I mean, he, he does make a lot of tackles. He's not going to be the, the big play guy that C.J. Garner-Johnson he, was. He only gives up eight yards a target. That's what this is saying. He's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. And as a safety, if you're only giving up eight yards, it's not bad because most of the time you start 10 yards off the ball. So that's net negative two yards from your starting spot. Has a, as a has a full combined tackle of set he had 70 tackles last year yeah it, it, it all it all matches but you're not getting the same outcome as if you from Gardner Johnson yeah no. now Gardner Johnson is a different animal yeah for sure I, I I still think they made a mistake keeping Slay and not picking back up Gardner Johnson's contract I feel like they could have got a better DB out there than they did safety but what am I supposed to know about this this is your field. This is your this is your speciality. Especially so. when Gardner Johnson accepts a a one year short term deal for less money. I think it was like eight or nine million. Yeah, no, not much. Yeah, and it's like you were underpaid as fuck, dude. And I don't know. I I see so many of these one year contracts going out to numerous players from at different positions. I think there's just something going on that that industry that market they know, but we don't. On uh. On another note, though, the Steelers instantly did fill this void pretty fast with a good player in Keanu Neal. I know that's not a big signing, but Keanu Neal played really well for the Cowboys, and I, I feel like that's a great signing by the Steelers to cover their butts. With But the Steelers' defense is going to be good. I think I think Mike, Mike Tomlin is He's one coach. of the best 
coaches, top 10 probably coaches. Did you see that coach's picture, by the way? I didn't look at it, no. I'm telling you what, man. I watched uh, Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey on their podcast try to name all the coaches, and I was right there with them. I'm like, who is that? Who's that goofy-looking motherfucker? Who's this guy that looks like he just walked in, you know, from being a janitor or something? <laughs> yeah, there's a dude that was actually wearing his credentials because he's like, I am the head coach. Look, I have my credentials. <laughs> Dude. What, is, what does that mean, wearing your credentials? I mean, I know like what that means. Like a badge mean. with your name on it. Okay. On t- like okay. an auto lanyard. Oh, okay. I was, like, I was like, I know what that means, like, you know, like when you have, like, security clearance or some shit, but I don't know what that means for being a head coach. Yeah, it was a, br- it was a brand new head coach, <laughs> and he doesn't really look like a head coach, so I'm pretty sure he had to wear his credentials, so people were like, what are you doing here? He looks like an intern. People yeah, probably asked him, like, hey, dude, go give me some coffee. He does. He's like, bro, dude, I, I, I'm a head coach. That's funny. Now go give me some fucking coffee. Yeah, dude. I thought that was hilarious. And the fact that even the players didn't really know who these coaches were. They're like, yeah, I don't have any idea who this is. Hey, I mean. That was hilarious. Between you and me, when we played football, other than our coach and then another another specific coach. No idea. We we had no idea who who any of those other coaches were. No, didn't care. Yeah, didn't give a fuck. You think those guys give a fuck about who the other coaches are? No. Not unless they're going to try to move teams. They see them more. I would think. No. We played against these same guys for months, for years. Went to school with someone. Only played them once a year, though. That's true. Anyways, you bring up the coach picture, which kind of brings us to our last topic of the evening. The coaching, or I guess, yeah, the coaching meeting just happened this week. I think it wrapped up Thursday. Or the 29th, so that would have been Wednesday. And they approved some new rules. They also didn't approve some rules that were brought up. <sighs> so let's talk about some some new rules that are going into effect for the 23 season. The big O. Zero. Huge, huge change. Can you hear it in my inflections? What a huge change that all these players are not going to wear zero. And I'm just going to meet you for that because we don't need to hear that at all. Because who cares about what number you wear? You know what else was part of that? Saying what number kickers can wear. Listen, obviously my co-host doesn't understand what sarcasm is. No one cares that you can wear zero now. Exactly. Why even bring it up? We got other important things because to talk about. Because it's such huge news that I had to see it on headlines everywhere that these stupid players... Again. That these stupid players hey, can wear a zero. One of no those stupid players is Micah Parsons. Yeah, and I told <laughs> Micah Parsons on Twitter, too. Like, hey, bro, I just freaking bought a number 11 jersey. Don't freaking change it now, you idiot. You know, if they decide to change the number, it costs them money. Yeah. I think it's like three and a half or four and a half million dollars for them to change. Because they have to buy out the rest of the inventory. Yeah, the rest of the stock. Yeah. Yeah, stupid. <laughs> it's so dumb. No one cares. No one cares that you're zero. No one. Exactly. In fact, we could we could have done this whole two minutes that you just wasted talking about this. Fact, we could have talked about in fact one and a half of these topics fact, already. I feel like if you wear a zero, that's exactly what you are. A zero. Say that to the best player on your fucking team. He's not gonna change. I don't know. It'd be interesting. Anyways, one of one of the changes that I saw there was two changes that I just don't quite understand the ruling and how it's written, but one of them was they changed the definition of launching for a defensive player. Basically, you you can now not launch off of one or two feet. So I'm not 100% sure what that means. Basically, how I'm reading the rule is 
You can't leave your feet to initiate a tackle, period. Whether you come off two feet or one foot, you can't leave your feet to initiate a tackle at all. I don't understand how you're supposed to, like, do a catch-up tackle anymore. Like like, like a dive tackle like from a behind, tackle from like behind. a shoelace tackle. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, just, I, don't, I just don't understand that. I don't either. Like, okay, so now if someone breaks away, they're just free. They're just they gone, can, yeah. You just give up on the play? Like, what's up? Or, or if you do catch up to them, now you have to jump on their back. And you can't jump on their back because you can't leave your feet. That's exactly what the rule says. Yeah, you have to pray that you can you can muscle them. Yeah. yeah that's well, no, I mean you could jump on their back, but you can't initiate. You got to try tackle. to grab. You got to try yeah. to bear hug and them, and then you, you got to try to. Yeah, but then you also just give up ten extra yards. Yeah. I, I, that's a stupid rule. I just that I don't has get no it. reason to be in there. I don't get it. We'll see how it plays out, but I, I don't. I don't get it now. I get. I guess I get it if uh, a wide receiver is going across the middle, and all of a sudden. Out of nowhere, flying squirrel comes. We're gonna have that. It's defenses are receiver. I know. Fifteen yard penalty. It's the same fucking penalty. That's I don't. That's or I guess if a safety is running downhill and just launches at like a down running running back or something. I don't know, but it it's. I don't think we're gonna see this called very much because there's how not. How are you gonna know? Yeah, there, there's not a there's not enough going on and how the rules written. When it initially how, came out, how, how now maybe times, there's going to be more literature called, that comes out later. If this gets called at all, how many times are they going to go into slow mo and see that there's one foot on the ground or something? To initiate tackle. tackle, yeah, and and everybody's going to be like, "Wow, what? Hey, you, what know a what this, you know what that leads to? You know what that leads to? An, some more bull crap that like like happened in the Super Bowl where there's a controversial call that a, a ref should have never thrown in the first place, right. and then there's going to be more of these slow mo." videos of look at this angle look at this angle bs blah 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 blah, and more more reason for people to bitch a minor rule change tripping is now a 15-yard penalty good yeah i think it should be a 15-yard penalty they should call it the tom brady rule tripping yeah because <laughs> in the very last game he just, they ever he will play took his leg he up slid he baseball slid trying to t- trying to trip somebody he tried to put his foot like punk, right in his pecker punk bastard the other rule that was approved that I, down to my core, I don't understand and I fucking despise. As now, you can no longer hand the ball off in front of the quarterback. I don't know what exactly that means. So basically, to me, that means that if I was running a normal jet sweep. not no the jet, jet sweep. No, not a jet touch pass, which is fucking stupid, by the way. But basically, the way I read it is that there's a, an imaginary line from the quarterback starting position, and the ball cannot be handed off in front of that imaginary line, which basically takes out the effectiveness of the zone read option. So now you are now diminishing the ability of Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, soon to be now Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson. Now those three rookies I just named, not near as effective with the read option as Lamar Jackson or Jalen Hurts, but no more triple option. No more triple option. Yeah, unless you're doing that little touch pass thing. Maybe it's that's just, what they want. Maybe I, they want everybody to do that touch pass thing. I, I don't think so much more of the touch pass. I I don't know what it's for. I don't know if it's because they want to quote unquote protect the quarterbacks and, and their assets. I I don't know. I, but why this, would that protect them? Because now it's gonna. I guess you can't tackle them both at the same time. No. What what it is is now it's gonna persuade teams not to run the zone read option. And persuade teams not to run with their quarterback to protect the players like Lamar Jackson you're and Jalen Hurts. Into, you're in a league right now where running quarterback is the thing. That's what I think they're trying to get rid of with this rule, and it's fucking stupid. And you gotta stop all these college teams from Ex- pumping out exactly. running quarterbacks, athletic quarterbacks. 
if this rule makes it down to college, it won't happen. Co- college programs are gonna fucking implode. It won't it's happen. gonna be fucking stupid. No, that won't happen. This rule makes no sense. There's I don't, two separate entities. College would never do that. I don't think so. Th- this rule just makes no sense. It just blows my fucking mind that this was even brought up, let alone now approved. I don't know. I don't understand who would have brought this up. Why would it? Why would it be a thing? I I can look it up in the article. Nah, it says, that's not important. It's, it no says one what team brought it up. I was gonna put it in my notes, no, but I decided not to because I so irritated. No one really cares. I'm just saying, like, it's just dumb. So, three rules that were brought up but weren't approved. A rule that was brought up but not approved was roughing the passer would be a reviewable penalty. This pisses me off. Yeah, this should be. This should have been approved. This should have been way How approved. Many- over the, the forward handoff How bullshit. many times this year were there controversial roughing the quarterbacks where every fan in the world, doesn't matter if you're even a fan of the team, you're going, that is not That's a penalty. Play. That is a tackle. Yeah. That's a regular tackle. Sometimes it wasn't even a tackle. It was a, that's, the guy just pushed him. That it happens. happens. It happens. Like, it, it's ridiculous. And I guess the only argument you could have is, is that, if you review this, how many times are we going to be the same as when you could review pass interference? Right. And they got rid of that. It's the same argument where it's like, oh, we're not putting confidence into our referees or zebras, whatever. Who cares? That's why we should have these rules. Because sometimes human error is wrong. You're right. We should have every personal foul. Reviewed. Not everyone. Period. Every personal foul. Reviewed. Every face mask. Personal foul face mask. Reviewed. Ref and the passer. Personal foul. Reviewed. Should should automatically be reviewed because oh, some for of the- sure. I, I, I misunderstood what you meant. Yes. Yeah. Anytime you're giving up 15 yards. Not not anytime because tripping, uh, you're not going to review that. Tripping's pretty blatant enough. Just do a quick review. Literally, the XFL has shown that you can make a, a judgment call in like... Two seconds. Have, have a guy specifically already looking to play. Oh, we're good. Just go keep going. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Okay, we're good. We're good. Yeah. Literally, they, they, they've already proven that you can review everything and be that quick. That efficient. Take notes, NFL. And fans won't be mad because they reviewed it. And they got it right. Yeah. That's, that's what we want as fans. We don't care that it slows the game. I mean, some of us might care that it slows the game down, but we'd rather you be right and consistent than just, let's just get it on. The let's only reason it slows down is because these refs, will they get the option or the opportunity to look at these screens and the replays and everything. And then they take like 10 to 15 minutes just to stroke their own ego to call the same thing they already called. If you give someone completely outside of the game, not a referee, the the ability to review something and go, yep, okay, this is what we're doing, and he tells them what to call, it's going to go like that. And no one's the wiser. Yeah. Because we're not going to watch that. It's just going to keep going. Just well, I would love game. to watch it. I love to hear that. Yeah. That's, I, that's, we already talked about it earlier on in this, that we love the way the XFL does any penalty at review. Any review, in fact. Speaking of the XFL, another rule that was proposed but denied. Denied. Although the XFL They're does four, keep- the XFL does the fourth and fifteen conversion. What was proposed in the NFL was a fourth and twenty conversion versus an onside kick. Yes, and that was denied. Which it was denied, I, but they're going to keep talking about it. So right. 
So they're reconvening later to talk about this and some other rules as well. But that this is not going to be part of the 23 season. Period. That, is that what the... Yeah. It, that's from what I heard. They're reconvening later on down the line to also make up what maybe or not it could be this season. I, I don't think it's going to happen this season. Mostly because... I don't think there's enough metrics to show the fourth and fifteen, the fourth and twenty the, conversion rates. Along with that, also the the three point uh, conversion got denied too. I didn't even see that was proposed. It was proposed because it's just what the XFL has been working on. They're they're basically just trying to figure out what XFL rules they want to steal. The three point play or the three point conversion. I don't. The, I would. I would not hear like me to out. See. Hear me out. This is my idea, right? Listen, Linda. If there was a three-point conversion, right, this is how I think it should go down. We, we, we've taken we've taken it to the point where kickers aren't really, you know, important, right? You know, you, you got your PAT, your one point, and then you got field goals, whatever. I propose, and this is just, this is not proposed by the NFL. This was not voted on, nothing like that. But what I think would be a good rule is if they kicked one field goal from the 60-yard, for, for a 60-yard field goal, and that got you three points. No, that's a terrible idea. Why? That, wait, wait, how many, wait, how many wait, times wait, does a 60-yard field goal go in? With a rush or with no rush? It was a rush. You, it's a full play. It's just like you're kicking a field goal, but now it's for three points. So that also gives your returner the ability to uh, – uh, the opportunity I would, to I return would never, for three points. I would never do that unless I absolutely had to. There you go. Unless you absolutely had to. And even then, unless I have Justin Tucker or or Harrison Bucker, I ain't, I ain't kicking that fucking ball at 60 yards. Fuck that shit. Nah. And that's why it's a risk. Nah. That, that's, that's terrible. Way, that's, way, that's way better than a fourth for, for, uh, from the 10-yard line. I'd, I'd rather you say something more outlandish and say a, a free kick from, from 75 they yards. They already have that. Yeah, but a free kick from 75 yards for a three-point conversion. I'd rather you say that than a six. Had, it's like the drop ball or whatever. That's a free kick, and that's a fair catch at the end of a quarter or half. Or at, yeah, at the end of a quarter or half. Yeah. That's, they already have that. Yeah, but that's only in a cer- How circumstance. How many 60-yard field goals have you seen made? Get a handful. Not many. By maybe Justin Tucker. In the last, you have Justin Tucker. I think Brett Maher, Brett Maher hit that 62-yarder. I think that's it. I, I would think if you take all the kickers in the league and average out their 60-yard conversion percentage. You just imagine this in your head. Imagine this in your head. There's okay. one second left. You just, your team just scored a touchdown, but you're down by three still. Exactly. You have Now you have and to go for it. your kicker has to put a 60-yard field goal in the net to tie to go to overtime. Or say you're down by two, and you're like, boys – Going for it all. That, that's stupid. No, you just go for two and, and then kick boys, the ball off and go to overtime. Boys are going for it all. No, it's like it's like you know, no. it's like you know when you let a fat man kick a field goal at the end of practice. Everybody's rallying around the kick. Come on, come on, you can do it. You that's know, what I'm talking about. I've never seen an an a lineman kick a field goal to get out of conditioning, but I've seen a lineman have to field a punt to get out of conditioning. Yeah, that's completely different. About. No. Let's get, let's get I, some I, importance I, back to the kickers. I, I don't see in any circumstance where you're down by two with minimal time left or no time what left. What if you have Justin you, Tucker? No. No. Why not? 
That's no. ECW. No, you go for two, and if you get it, you kick the ball off and you go to overtime. No, no, no. no. You, a 60-yard field goal in crunch time. If, if I have Justin Tucker, I might flip a coin and see what happens. Like, okay. Or even Harrison Bucker. I might flip a coin like, heads, we kick it. I don't tails, we go for two. I don't think Harrison Bucker is known for his long ball. He's, he, he kicks it. He, he's got a boot, and he's accurate. But, I mean, he's, he's no Justin Tucker. I'm just saying it'd be more interesting to me if they if they made a 60-yard You don't even – the Cowboys don't even have a field goal kicker that can kick a 60-yard field goal. They, they could re-sign Maher. <laughs> Anyways. I'm telling I, you that's I don't a like good it. rule. I, no, I'm I don't telling like you that's it. a good one. I don't like it. Like I said, I would rather you say something more outlandish like a free kick from 75 yards or some bullshit. That would have been like much more impossible. Huh? I feel like that's impossible. I feel like a free kick from 75 yards is way more likely than a 60-yard field goal. No. I think so. Absolutely not. I mean, no rush? You got you got all the distance in the world to fucking run up and kick it? Fuck yeah. And they need to change uh they need to change the onside kick rule back. If they if they're not going to go with the 4th and 20 like you said they denied it. Right. They need to change the rule back. Yeah, they they need to go to to the one hop. To where they can't or fair catch it or give the, the defense. The defense can't run now until yeah. the ball's kicked. You right. give the you opportunity give them, for the defense to run yeah. before the ball's kicked. Because I, I think they said it's like 5% chance of all time, it now. All time low last season. Just yeah. just around 5%. Yeah, yeah. like 5.6%. So if you're not going to allow us to do 4th and 20 or whatever it is, then you need to take back the old rules. Something. Get, give it something that, more that's than a 5%. Bad, that's a bad. That's a bad no like not pick up from a rule we, we talked about this in our second episode for change, sure changing the nfl i would like to see something around that 20 to 25 percent conversion rate where it's still a decent chance to get the ball back and go down to win the game or tie the game or etc yeah if you if you have made this rallying comeback you should at least have something that gives you a one in four chance of picking it up or one in five like i said 20 25 percent yeah I think 20% is a good number. I, I think a fourth and 20 is statistically around that percentage. I, I bet I bet if we looked it up, we could easily see that. I think so. Uh, I'm not, I was going to mention the last rule. I'm not going to mention it. What's it's, the last rule? It, it's kind of it's stupid. It's, it's the third quarterback rule on game day. No longer taking up a roster spot. So the, the San Fran game where they had the emergency quarterback because Brock Purdy went down and then they're Second string slash fourth string went down. They didn't have a third string quarterback because uh, in 2011, the rule was revoked. In 2001, it went in that you could have a third string quarterback on the roster that didn't go against a 45-man roster. And then 2011, they just made it a 46-man roster. They want to bring it back to where you can have a third string quarterback on the roster and it doesn't go against a 46-man roster. That was proposed because of the San Fran game the playoff game where they kind of got pooped on. How about, Hey, San Fran, how about you just take better care of your quarterbacks? That That's why I didn't want to bring it up. I, I just was put it, it brought my up by San Fran. No, I, I, it was not brought up by San Francisco. I believe it was brought up by the giants or the Eagles. I think I saw that. Neither of them had a problem with it. It's not, it's not about them. I mean, you can't be San Francisco by, Hey, by the way, I think we should have a third, a third string quarterback rule. No one gives a fuck about you, San Diego. Just shut the fuck down. <laughs> no, I. That, that's why I didn't want to bring it up. I put it in my notes just because it was one of the many rules, one of the very few rules that were brought up but weren't. Why did, oh, you know what I don't understand? 
if you if you have these cuts all the way down to a fifty three man roster, right? Preseason, right? Why is your shooting only forty six? Just let the fifty six people fifty three fifty sorry fifty three fifty three man. If they all want to suit, they can suit. What what's what what's the point? Uh, Just because you can throw ten people on on IR and then have ten extra roster guys. There were other rules that were proposed. I didn't want to get into them because so so much more literature that had to do with roster making and having to do with picking up players and then being eligible the week of. Most that was mostly for playoff time. Yeah, uh, I didn't want to get into that most because I didn't quite quite understand it because I really don't give a fuck. Yeah, I was most saying, of those guys are just depth guys. I was, anyways. I was honestly just read like, and the reason why we didn't do too much research is because. Don't give yeah. a fuck. <laughs> I, I touched everything that I wanted to touch on that I felt was important or controversial. Only little thing other than I saw having to do with rules or anything is that now there's only one cut in preseason. Yeah, I did see that. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's the only then it's a small minute detail that just gives the opportunity to for these for some of those other guys yeah, to yeah. have a little more time. Because, you know, more over the last few years we're seeing more and more you know, late round guys, late round guys play. And then all the starters that got the guys that, you know, are going to make the roster just not play UDFAs. Oh yeah. Making yeah. rosters yep. too. Other than that, buddy, I think that pretty much wraps it up for me. You got anything else to add for the week? No, I do not. I think we covered pretty much everything. Baseball is back in full tilt. Woo! Go Yankees. NCAA is, gonna, is having a huge finish. Huge. And basketball. I guess the only other thing I can say is, is, uh, the women's, college basketball playoffs are also coming up right now and it's looking like a looking like a huge finish to their season too boring <laughs> i knew you'd say some oh, shit boring. like that other than that, that that caitlin clark chick for iowa is pretty good yeah you know what else is pretty good those cavender twins Mm-mm-mm. i think they're out <laughs> i don't care they're still pretty fucking good looking i don't give a damn anyway and uh Football is about is getting closer and closer to the draft. I think the we'll have some downtime in between here and then, but it's all exciting stuff. All exciting stuff. Well, we'll have the draft coming up in a few weeks, then we'll kind of slow down with the NFL, but we've got some content to cover that kind of that gap. We're we're excited about it. Hopefully you guys are excited about it. Other than that, you guys keep the party going on out there. We'll keep the party going on in here. We'll see you next week. <laughs>